The voice of reason. The voice of alarm. The voice of stats. The voice of scouts. The voice of Kool-Aid. The voice of dismay. The voice of Davo. My goodness, what just happened out there tonight? The Royals win three to two in ten innings. But seriously, what the hell is going on? It's Davo on your dish right here on Clubhouse Conversation, where we talk to all your favorite current and former Royals players and break down each post game here and preview the next upcoming day. And we'll do all that. We're going to preview the next two against the Twins and talk all about how amazing Jeremy Guthrie was tonight and try to figure out what went on in the bottom of the ninth inning. But let's start off by getting to our player of the game this evening, and that is... Lorenzo Kane, who earns his fourth player of the game of the year here on Clubhouse Conversation. Kane put the Royals on his back tonight. Him and Guthrie both and said, we ain't losing. We aren't losing five games in a row for the first time this year. Uh Uh-uh. Lorenzo, how about his night? Three for four with a double. Scoring two runs, driving in a run. He walked and stole a base as well. So Kane on base, four out of his five at-bats tonight, continues to just grind through nagging leg injuries. It's just great to see. Now leading the Royals in batting average as well, Kane is up to 305 if you're into the whole batting average thing. I know it's not sexy, it's not on base, but still kind of a cool thing to look at for Lorenzo Cain as he's getting hot again here for the Royals. And and really, that saved a pretty brutal night offensively from the Royals. Let's let's not sugarcoat it. The Royals won, but let's still be honest about this. The Royals were still not good tonight. Just two for 15 with runners in scoring position, and it goes back to approach like we talked about last night and have you know several times over the last few weeks. It's, it's being in that pull-happy mode. Your hands are rolling over. You're trying to pull everything, and opposing teams are giving you breaking balls low and away over and over and over again. It's three, four, five guys in this lineup right now, so we're not going to single out anybody. It's something the Royals will, will work through, obviously, and baseball is all about adjustments. Baseball's about habits. Sometimes you fall back into bad ones, and then the season's long, and, and sometimes you also just have to give the other team some credit, too. I mean, the Royals have been facing some guys who have been throwing good games, and Tommy Malone coming into tonight, his previous four starts have been lights out as well, so let's give him some credit. Uh, but let's also let we mentioned Lorenzo Kane offensively. Let's also give Kendrys Morales some credit for a couple of hits, you know, including that big base knock to tie the game at two with two outs in the eighth inning. But let's get right to the ninth inning because I think we all want to hear about it and figure out what went on in the ninth inning. So first of all, the Royals with their first walk-off win in the tenth inning since you guessed it, the wild card. When who scored the winning run? Christian Colon, who was sent to Omaha before the game this afternoon. I did find out about this last night and that Christian Colon would be going down and Dusty Coleman coming up. They wanted Christian to you know to play more every single day down in Omaha for a while, which to me says one of two things. There's some sort of mood, uh, you know, move being made with Omar Infante at the major league level, and they want Christian Colon to come up and play every day or Omar Infante is going back to a reserve role and they're bringing somebody else into second base soon. I, I don't know. I, to me, it doesn't make a lot of sense. I, I think there's more to it than just him playing every day, but that's just my opinion. Anyway, let's get back to the ninth inning. So Dusty Coleman comes into the game. Like I said, the Royals, no walk-offs. Their first chance to get one since the wildcard game and Christian Colon scored the winning run. So as you know, the small world and fate would have it, it's the guy who replaced Christian Colon on the roster with the chance to score the winning run in a walk-off in his Major League debut. 
And poor Dusty Coleman. I mean, I love the kid, man. 28 years old, just a good kid out of Wichita State. Lives in the KC area. Married a shocker volleyball player. Has lived in the shiny area for the last couple of years. He's been playing in minor league baseball since 2008. Plays the game the right way. Dusty Coleman knows how to play baseball. He's appeared in 743 minor league games. He's logged 2,700 minor league at-bats. To be exact, 2,705. So that just makes what happened in the ninth inning that much more baffling. Salvador Perez, Alex Rios lead off back-to-back singles. Uh, Dusty Coleman comes in to pinch run for Salvador Perez, as he should, since Gerard Dyson had been used in that eighth inning after Kendrys tied the game. Ned went ahead and got Ken, uh, you know, got Kendrys out of the game, right, and Dyson to pinch run with Alex Gordon up in case of the double where Dyson can score. Whereas Morales probably couldn't, and or to steal second base, the count and the in the uh, you know the bat ended pretty quick there in the second pitch, so Dyson never had a chance to run. So Dyson wasn't available. So you go to Coleman, right move, first and second, and nice job by Omar Infante, sacrificing them over. So now you've got Dusty Coleman at third, and it doesn't matter who's at second at that point. It's a winning run. It's Alex Rios though. They intentionally, they being the Twins, walk Alcides Escobar as they should. So you've got the bases loaded now with one out. And Mike Moustakis coming up left on left. Mike Moustakis. And baseball is a funny game, isn't it? I mean, Dusty Coleman, who would have ever thought he'd be in the major leagues a week ago? Right? Who would have thought he would have been in the major leagues two days ago? And, of course, the Royals haven't had the, the walk-off, and you know they got a four-game losing streak. And, and, of course, as fate would have it, he's the guy that has the winning run in his hip pocket. So what happens? Mike Moustakis, baseball being a funny game, lifts a medium-length fly ball to Aaron Hicks in right center field. I've got to assume the ball was hit about 250 feet, 240 feet, something like that. I don't know the exact mile, you know, mileage on that, but got out there pretty good, medium-length. And, and, yes, Aaron Hicks plus arm in center field. So – Mike Gershley tells Coleman, you're going, you're going, you're going. He's tagging up. Ball is caught. And then things go nuts. In that situation, once you're committed to going, you go. You run through the base. You run to home plate. Maybe you pick up the on-deck hitter telling you whether to slide or go in standing up. Obviously, in a game situation, you're going in sliding. You're going balls to the wall, all in home, right? But the problem was there were two hesitations by Coleman. First of all, after about two steps off third base, hesitated. And then halfway home, looked to his left, saw the throw coming home. The throw was a little bit offline, up the first baseline. And Coleman stops halfway after hesitating, maybe even more than halfway. It might have been more like 60% down the line. No idea what he was doing. You, you never look back in that situation. You're committed. You go. You run through it. You slide. That's it. And I believe if you know once he's committed, if he if he runs straight through, I believe he's safe at home plate because the throw was a little bit up the you know up the line. At the very least, it's a bang bang play. Now a perfect throw probably gets him, but it wasn't a perfect throw. So either way, you run straight through the base there. In a game situation, I have no clue. That's the second out of the inning. Absolutely no idea what he was doing. The chances of a major league team botching a rundown are about one in a hundred. The chances of you getting thrown out there are probably thirty percent. So, and I don't know. I, I, there's no words, man. I, it, it was one of the worst base running plays I've ever seen because of the, the fact that well, because of the situation, because it was a game situation, you have one job to do, and that's to run straight through. It's a game situation. I mean, your team's lost four in a row. 
and the fact that you're kind of a, a fringe guy to get to the major leagues in the first place. You know, you don't have a whole bunch of plus tools. You're not in a top 10 prospect list at this point in your career. It just is not a good look. It's not a good situation. And, and Coleman feels awful. And you know what? The, the kid messed up, you know? And, I, you know, that's just how it is. But I hope he gets another chance. Well, let's put that out there. While it was an awful play, and I still don't understand what the hell happened, luckily it didn't matter. The Royals won the game. And Coleman will learn from that, and I sure I sure hope that's the start of a nice major league career for him. He deserves it. He's a good kid. So, <sighs> luckily, the <laughs> what happened? Why did he stop? Why, why did he look back? All right, anyway, let, let's move on. So, luckily for Coleman and the Royals, they were able to ride on our player of the, bat, of the game, like I said, back. You know, Lorenzo Cain leading out the 10th of the double off Aaron Thompson, who got Moose to end in a double play there in the ninth inning, and a wild pitch allows Kane to go to third after Eric Hosmer struck out on three pitches. Not a good at-bat by Haas. Not a good night for him. And then baseball being a funny game, let's go back to that comment I made a couple of minutes ago. So what? So Moose hits the ball about 240, 250 feet, and Coleman can't score. But then, what? Dyson hits the ball, what, 45 feet, 50 feet before it's <laughs> before it's cut off by Maurer, who comes up throwing to Suzuki, and Kane slides around the tag and gets in save. So, I mean, that's just tough baseball. You hit a ball 45 feet, you score. You hit a ball 250 feet, you don't score. The Royals get to walk off their first one of the year. And let's get to Jeremy Guthrie. We spent almost nine minutes and barely mentioned him, which is too bad. But, you know, that happens when you have a great offensive player like Kane tonight and you have a completely wacky situation. And probably we'll never see that play again in our entire lives. And this will all, you know, always probably be known as the Dusty Coleman game when you look back years from now or you know, people will remember, oh, remember the Dusty Coleman game? I remember the Kerry Robinson game. Remember him when he tried to rob the home run of the Oakland Coliseum for the Royals and the ball bounced 10 feet in front of him? I remember the Chip Ambrose game. Remember against Cleveland when the Royals gave up 10 runs in the eighth inning when they had a seven-run lead? Back in 05, I think it was. The Chip Ambrose game where he dropped the fly ball. I'm sure you all remember the Ken Harvey game when he got hit at San Diego in the back of the head. The relay throw from Matt Stairs trying to get the winning run at home plate. Wasn't paying attention. Wasn't watching and got hit by the ball and the winning run scored. You know, There's all those different games. The Ken Harvey game. The Chip Ambrose game. This is the Dusty Coleman game. But Jeremy Guthrie did his part. And what a job he did. Seven and a third tonight for Jay Guts. Two runs, scattering five hits. He strikes out four walks. Just one. I loved the Ephus pitch, by the way, the 67-mile-an-hour pitch that he threw uh, that was eventually dropped by Omar Infante in that kind of triangle area of right center field. Uh, Jeremy Guthrie pitched through some adversity, with that being mentioned, getting five outs there in that sixth inning, an error by Moose and that error by Omar Infante. The off-speed stuff was magnificent tonight. The key was the off-speed stuff tonight for Jeremy Guthrie. Just a nice job by him. And it's good to see Jeremy Guthrie has been good his last couple of starts and really has been pretty good the last 10 starts outside of the one at Yankee Stadium. There's one other complete dud in there. I forget. Who was that against? Uh, Three starts ago? Blanking right now off the top of my head. But Jeremy Guthrie has been pretty darn consistent there, and that's good to see. He's showing signs of being able to go deeper in games and the velocity coming back. Speaking of velocity, how about Guthrie uh, after that inning where he had to get five outs, the two errors there in the sixth, he finishes that inning throwing a fastball at 95 miles an hour. First time I've seen Jeremy at 95 all year. Not saying it didn't happen before that, but I hadn't seen it. And velocity, Greg Holland hitting 94 in the ninth. I thought Holland looked the best that he had all year arguably, with two Ks in his one, two, three, ninth. Ryan Madsen gets out of the eighth for Guthrie, striking out one, getting both guys he faces. Wade Davis, same as always. 
ERA didn't even go down. That's how good Wade, <laughs> Wade Davis is now. He picks up the win. A nice win for the Royals tonight. Not a great win because the offense was still bad tonight. And the base running was not good, but we're not going to harp on that anymore. 45 and 32 are the Royals. Minnesota falls to 42 and 38. The Royals now a four and a half game lead. So what do we think the rest of the weekend? I like the Royals a lot. The bats, Eric, I'm going to go out on a limb. Eric Hosmer is going to have a big game tomorrow off Mike Pelfrey. He's going to hit a home run. He's, he's going to have two extra base hits. I believe it'll be a home run and a double. It could be two doubles. Eric Hosmer will get two extra base hits Saturday, July 4th, 2015 off Mike Pelfrey. Write it down. Haas has a big day, and so do the Royals tomorrow. Pelfrey has not been good his last four starts, an 8.95 ERA, coming off his worst start of the year. Eight runs allowed in two-plus innings. Did shut down KC, by the way, back on April 22nd. Seven shut-out innings, and this is Blanton's first appearance of the year against Minnesota. He, though, is also coming off a horrible start, to be fair to Pelfrey. Blanton, his last outing, f- how many runs did he give up? Five runs in two and two-thirds against Houston with four walks in that one that really hurt him. He had the three walks in a row walking in a run during that game. I like the Royals tomorrow. I think if Blanton is just decent, decent meaning five-plus, around six innings, a three- or four-run ball, I think the Royals win the game tomorrow. That's my prediction. Irvin Santana, Danny Duffy on Sunday. It's Irv's first start of the year. Duff has a 5-4-4 with a 2-4. and four. There were some encouraging things, obviously, in Duffy's last outing. I still was more discouraged just because of the four runs allowed. But he did go six and two-thirds, which was nice to see, and did strike out seven in that game. So that was good to see for Danny Duffy the other night. Has faced Minnesota once this year back on April 13th, allowing three runs on six hits in six and a third. And, of course, Santana making his first start of the year after the PEDs. I, I, I think the Royals probably split the next two, but, you know, like we said coming in, worst case split this series, you get three out of four, you're in really good shape. So the Royals are in very good shape to at least get the split now with two to go. It didn't start how we would have liked last night. It would have been nice to when you gave up two two nights in a row win both of those two games. But you know what? It's baseball. Kyle Gibson was also good last night. Had something to say about that. And and it's it's a game of ups and downs. So right now the Royals are up after a nice night. And we'll have more coverage for you again coming up throughout the weekend on Clubhouse Conversation. Make sure you check out our interview with Royals assistant GM, by the way, J.J. Piccolo. I published that this morning. We talk about several uh, different under the radar prospects for the Royals. You always hear about you know the top ten guys as you should, but I ask him about several guys in kind of that ten to thirty range, uh, and get a lot more info. Very interesting stuff from JJ, including a profile of his life in baseball as well. Very interesting man. Make sure you check that out here on Clubhouse Conversation. Ha- have a safe and happy Fourth, by the way. If I don't talk to you before, then uh, you know create memories with your family. It's all about family. Just be safe out there and keep creating those memories, and hopefully we'll be celebrating a Royals win as well as you shoot off those Roman candles. Have a good night. Go Royals!